Hey brothers, how y'all doing? This is uh, Dennis with the Rock Podcast coming on once again. Uh, it's been a while since I've been on here, but um, God's timing is the best timing. You know, I was just um, I'm I'm just gonna get on here. I don't have anything planned to say. I'm just gonna let the let let the Holy Spirit give me the words to say. But I just want to be very candid. The thing that um I, that's really been um you know really been in my spirit and it's really been it's, it's something that's really um been i guess i, I would say irritating me and i will say I, w- I would like to say it's something that's been godly irritating me i don't know if that's a way of saying that's oxymoron but i'm pretty sure it's things that 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 um that the father gets gets you know he gets really uh you know irritated at or some of some things that he that really bothers him but it's just a misconception of what a true man is. Um, you know, Jesus was the, was the was the ultimate example, along with his disciples. But Jesus set the standard on what a, a true man is. And I'm gonna read the scripture. And I'm not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna we're gonna read some scripture. But I'm just gonna I'm gonna speak from the heart on this one. If I was gonna name this podcast, I was gonna name I was gonna name it True Masculinity. True Masculinity. Um, and, and the truth in masculinity is what, what what God says what a man should be. You know, you have a society that, um, and we are not, we are definitely in the last days where the scripture says that men's ears uh, will be seared with iron. I'm kind of men, men's ears will be tickled, but also it says men's consciences will be seared like iron. And so a lot of times we take what the world says or what. Um, what 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 social media says or what the news says we try to have that define manhood or define what a true man is when when in that in all actuality you have a society that's trying to castrate the man that's trying to castrate us and trying to cut us off of of us walking in our authority as men uh, as godly men and so god called has called men to lead and to be heads of their households and to dominate not to not to dictate but to not dominate and so uh that's our calling so satan since the beginning of time he's always trying to thwart what god put in place he went and bypassed a man went to eat went to eve and and caused eve to eat the eat of this fruit and then adam was standing right there and and it, and it caused a darkness to come upon come upon uh, mankind but jesus had but god had a, a ram in a bush through his son jesus christ and, and Jesus came and, and, and took all that back in, you know, but we, we're still left with dealing with sinful ways and things of that nature. But thank God, Jesus finished it at the cross for us and we can walk in, in, in victory, but we still have to deal with, you know, the, with the sins and, and, the, and the lust of the flesh and, 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 you know, dealing with a real life devil out here. But I just wanted to, you know, that's the spiritual part, but I just want to really, really be candid about what is true manhood? What is God view of manhood? What is what does He say uh, how a real man should be? Now, the Bible, oftentimes, it is in, in the book of a lot of the a lot of the Proverbs talks about what a man should be. But the the true the true um, the true example that we should follow is Jesus. And we're, we're going to read the scripture. We're going to go right to it. Let's go to Philippians chapter two. Now, this is what I believe in my heart on what a true man is let's go it says in philippians chapter 2 we're going to go to verse uh verse number five it says 
in your relationships with one another have the same mindset as christ jesus now god is about to go into jesus and what he was about his whole attitude and it says who being in the very nature of god i'm reading this in the niv version it said who being in the very nature of god did not consider himself equality with god something to be used to his own advantage so, so even though he could have said, "I'm son of God," he said, "You know what? I'm, I'm coming. To, I'm coming to get. I'm coming to serve." So, and, and, and he said he didn't consider himself to be equal God. So he gave up his divine privileges as a, as a, as a, um, as God's son, and wrapped himself in human flesh. Like, let's keep going. Rather than make him, rather he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. So Jesus, he took away the Bible. One, one translation, another translation says he made himself of no reputation. He wasn't trying, to, and that's the thing about what the world, what the world defines as a man, is that a man is defined by what he does. He's defined by what he has. And he defined by what he wears. That's not true manhood. True manhood is 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 defined by the impact you make and what legacy you leave behind and how how much he surrenders to his jesus manhood manhood authentic manhood transparent manhood it it is it is measured by how much you give how much you give how, how much are you willing to give up for god how much of a servant are you willing to, to 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 be for God? Jesus was the ultimate example. Because Jesus always spoke of. He always said, "I'm only I'm only here to do the one, do the do the meat of one who sent me here." He's only one. He's he's the only one. I'm I'm here to do the will of Him who sent me here. He always gave glory to the Father. So when 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 we define ourselves as men, we can't define ourselves by what we have, how many cars we got. Um, and how much money we got in our pocket, um, and it, and there's it, nothing wrong with having those blessings, but when you let it define who you are, that's when it becomes a problem. You don't let material possessions or the, how much sex you have with different women, you know, outside of your marriage or outside of, you know, uh, you know, outside of, uh, you know, uh, outside of, you know, just you know, fornicating or you know, having sex outside of marriage with your, with another woman, having a side chick. That doesn't define how many how many women you sleep with. That doesn't define that's not manhood. That's 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 malehood. That's boyhood. And so when you define yourself by those things, then you're missing the mark on what true masculinity is. True masculinity is someone who's humble. True masculinity is somebody who's who's a servant. True masculinity is someone who owns his responsibility. True masculinity is always looking to own his mistake. He, that, that, you know, you, you you own your mistakes. You own it. You take it, and you're willing to you're willing to do what it takes to get to to get things fixed. True this masculinity is loving. You know, and, and it's a thing that I had to deal with as a young man, as a young man growing up. Is 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 this this mindset that if I if I say I love love you to another man, then that's that's a test a test that's, that's soft or that's saying you know um, that I'm not I'm less of a man and because I say I love another man, loving saying you love your loving your brother is never soft. You know, and in and, and, and true and true masculinity, they're not defined by what other people say about them. They're not focused on what other people say. They're focused on what what, what God says about them. So the more you uh, get connected to God, the more you spend time with God, the more you get involved with him, the more you find out who you are. And God is always going to show you who you are. I remember just recently, um, my birthday was on uh, January 24th. And um, 
my wife asked me what I want. What I <clears throat> excuse me, my wife. My wife wanted me. My wife asked me what I want for my birthday. I said, baby, you know, because uh, I, I had a real rough time at the end of twenty of twenty twenty one. It was rough. It was like the last you know quarter of the year. I was dealing with so many things. You know, just family, just family things. And my wife told me she said, I'm gonna put you up in a hotel one day and just let you just just get away and decompress. And I said, I'm gonna take you up on that. So she asked me, what do you want for your birthday? I said, I just want to go to a hotel and just, just, and just, and let, let it, I just want to spend time with God. That's the, that's, that's the thing I said, I just want to spend, I want to spend time with God. And so, um, when I spent time with God, uh, I was, I was sitting back and the first thing when I got in this hotel, um, is God started showing me me. There's a scripture that talks about that. And I'm gonna go back to Philippians in a minute, but, um, he starts showing me me and, be careful about asking God this because he'll show you and, and you know it, it'll downright just wreck you because you're like okay Lord you're going you're going overboard but the one thing about when a father a loving father rebukes a son it's all it's all it's all love it's not it's not it don't feel good but it's no condemnation it's love it's correction correction is good it's good it's good for you it's good for your soul and your spirit so I ask God to show me and I, he took me and i thought about psalm 139 verse uh let's see verse 23 it says search me god and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts now watch this be, be careful about this he said and i asked god see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in a way of everlasting so what you're asking god you're asking god like god if it's something in me that that's not right show it to me so I may be led into a, a good way of doing things. So if I'm living, if I'm not living up to where I'm supposed to be at, and I'm, I'm it's a clog there, it's blockage. I want you to help me unblock it. You know, it's kind of like having a heart condition. Your heart condition, your heart. Uh, when you have a heart attack, it you you know when you when you're dealing with a bad heart condition, your bar, your, your blood thickens up, and that's why you, you're on blood thinners. Your blood thickens up. And it can, it can, um, it can affect your blood, I mean, your, uh, your blood valves and your heart, your heart valves. It can affect your, your, um, your aorta, things of that nature. And, and then, you know, it, when that gets clogged up, it can cause you to have heart failure or a heart attack. And so I said, God, unclog me of anything that's not, that's not giving me a good, good use of my heart spiritually. If there's anything that I need to correct, anything that I want you to put your finger on, I want you to get rid of it. So God showed me me the whole weekend. Actually, the first day I got there, I had like six pages of notes. I ain't turned on the TV and football was on too. But I mean, I had no, and I, God just showed me me. And it was very comforting for him to show me because he, not only did he show me me, but he gave me revelation on how to fix it. And he said, I'm gonna give you the power and the anointing to walk this out. See, one thing about God, and he's faithful. One thing about God, he would never leave you comfortless. He'll tell you, and he, he'll, he'll correct you, or he'll tell you something else, but he'll never leave you comfortless. And so that's, that's where, true masculinity comes in true manhood comes in you're always looking you're not you're not you're not you're not afraid of being corrected you got so many uh soft men out here man you got so many weak men out here that's in positions of authority they don't like to be corrected correction is not a bad thing correction is not you know uh, it's not a it's not a negative thing. Correction makes you better. It makes you better. Iron sharp as iron. Now correction don't always feel good, but it's 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 for your growth. It's necessary for your growth. But I want to read you what God told me in my, my in my journal. I'm gonna open it up. And He gave me a lot of notes, but I'm gonna read a significant part of it. And we're gonna read it. 
or turning pages, y'all. So y'all can be turning pages. So he took me on a journey. He took me to Romans 8.15. And that, that scripture in Romans 8.15, it says, um, he said that, um, he said that he has not given us a spirit of a, a spirit of fear, uh, the spirit of fear whereby we we are in bondage again. But he said he has given us a spirit. Of, we have a spirit of adoption whereby we can call we can say Abba Father, and then by Abba Father, we're heirs of God, we're joint heirs with Christ. But we also suffer with Him as well as well as being we're glorified in Him when we're suffering with Him. So we're one with. We're one with Jesus through 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 um, through Jesus. I mean, we're we're one with the Father through Jesus Christ, or we're one with Jesus in in God. And so, um, so God had to really minister to me about relationship, about relationship. I heard one pastor say when I went that Sunday, he said, "Faith is not just about faith is not just about results. It's about relationship." And so a lot of times, what we do, we put so so much emphasis on, "I got to release my faith on this. I got to release my faith on that." How about you, you just release your relationship with the Father? He wants you to be blessed more than you want to be blessed, and He wants to He wants to bless you with Him. He wants to He wants you wants you to He wants you to be blessed with um with a with, with time with Him. Man, that that was a valuable time, and it and it, and it revolutionized my my relationship with God because He showed me you need to have a relationship with Me. And you, and you can be a better father to your sons, your daughter. You can be a better husband. I mean, he showed me things. He showed me things I need to improve with my wife. And I thought I was on point with that. He said, no, nah, you need to do better. You need to stop doing this. You need to stop doing that. Even my sons, you, my kids, you need to stop doing this. You need to talk better to your family. You need to talk better. You need to act better. And I'm like, okay, Lord. But it was it was all correction. But um, I'm going to read this. He and, and one thing he told me, he said, get rid of condemnation. Get rid of condemnation. This, I'm gonna tell you this is this is this is what the father told me. He said, get rid of con- how to get rid of condemnation. He said, love no matter what. He said, don't allow the past to cripple your future. He said, walk in your God-given identity. We're gonna talk about identities in a minute. It says, you are who God says you are. Ephesians 2:10, where the Bible says, you are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus unto good works, so you may walk in them. That means that God has called us to be to walk in good works, but we're created in Christ Jesus to walk in those those works. And it says, He said, have fun. <laughs> he said, be free. He said, stop being petty, and spend time with your, with spend time spend more time with your kids. And he says, clean out the clutter. So so clean. So those are the things that God told me on how to get rid of condemnation. Because the, the Bible says uh, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because God has made me free from the law, sin, and death. That's uh, um, Romans 8. Romans 8, 1 and 2. And so when you when you realize that your relationship, your, your true masculinity is in the Father, then you don't have anything to work for because you, you're just receiving the blessing off of what Jesus already paid for us at the cross. He finished it. So therefore we can, we can, we can, we can take that to the bank and cash it because we've already been, that, that price has been paid for us. So by, by that price being paid for us, we can sit, we can rely on the fact and say, Jesus paid for the pay for that for me. Therefore to walk as a true man, uh, as, as a man of God, I, I can, I'm empowered to do it because he did it. He was a man anointed by God. He was a man of passion. He was a man of love. He's a man of, uh, you know, of, of sorrows. He's a man of, of uh, 
you know, a man that was focused on his purpose. He's focused on pleasing the Father. And that's what you, and the more you exchange that with God, the more he'll pour into you. I think about Moses. Moses, they said Moses was the, was the meekest man on the planet. And meek means, you know, you would think that that meek, meek means to be weak, you know, according to the world. But what the Bible says, God takes the foolish things of the world. That's 1 Corinthians 1.27. As he takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So, so uh, uh, being careful with your words. I'm going to tell you what a true man does. A true man of God. A true man of God is led by the Holy Spirit. He's led by God. He don't make, he don't make decisions without hearing from the Father. Number two, he 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 he's a consi- he's a consi- he's consistently trying to uh, spend time with God and and had a relationship in place. He's always chasing a relationship with the Father. Number three, he's hold, he holds he holds himself accountable to what the Bible says and what what goes on. Whether whether he when he makes a mistake, he owns up to it. He don't try to hide it. He's very repentant. He's he's a repentant heart. Just just like the just like when Jesus just like when not Jesus but when God said the Bible says that 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 David was a man after God's own heart, you know, and so you know he was quick to repent. He was he was quick to to, to own up to what he did. And then then, then um, another thing a man does he's faithful to his family. He's faithful to his, he's faithful to his self and he's faithful to his family. He's faithful to his church. He's faithful to his ministry. He's faithful to his job. But he's faithful to his his wife. Let me start, start right. Here. He's faithful to his wife. He's faithful to his to his to his kids, you know. And if you're single, young man, be faithful to God and be faithful to yourself. Lead yourself. Lead yourself. Be an example. People are looking at you, you know, young man. I'm talking to somebody right now. People are looking at you, and they're they're basing their life decision on. Their, and their life is in the balance and they're looking at you to see if the jesus thing is real because this this world does not does not this this world um they they don't believe and they don't believe that it's a messiah they think they, they satan is has his has his world system under his under his thumb and so but we have authority over him over it over him but what i'm saying is the, the, they think at times that the church is a joke but I see revival coming where men true men are going to step up and they're going to take ownership of the households I see it I see it happening now I got brothers that takes ownership of the households take ownership of, of who they are and the Bible says I'm going to read the scripture and I'm going to go into another another topic before I end out um, in 1st John chapter 1st John chapter uh, 5 verse let's go to verse um let's go to verse 18 it says we know that anyone is born of god does not continue to sin so if you're sinning brother stop it let me say that again if you're sinning brother stop it if you're sinning and you missed you missed it don't get caught don't get over the condemnation tell god you know get your heart together repent of it and keep it moving and it says and just know god covers your your past, present, and future sin through His Son Jesus Christ. Jesus finished it for you. Past, present, and future sin—that's what grace did for you. We know that anyone is born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps them safe, and the evil one—the evil one—touches them not. So, so when you keep yourself in the in the in the Lord, when you keep yourself in 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 and keep yourself in God, the evil one cannot harm you. So that means that you know. Um, you have to keep yourself covered with the word of God. 
See, see, Satan means accu uh, accuser. He accuses. He's always trying to accuse us of wrongdoing, trying to bring shame our way. But when we when we repent, repent of that thing and let it go, then it's nothing he can. He not, it's nothing he can do because you can't get through the blood. The blood has cleansed you and made you whole, brother. So whatever you did last night, whatever you do, whatever you're doing now, get on your knees and repent of it right now, and God will forgive you. And he's, he's he's promised to forgive, you, but it's all it's finished. It's, it's it's through his finished works that we're free. But I wanna I'm gonna take a turn with this. What I wanna really and I'm gonna I'm gonna have a guest on here one day soon about this. What I wanted to really touch on in these last few minutes is talking about your sexuality. Uh, talking about our sexuality. I heard a brother named Tim Ross, and y'all might have heard me and my wife talking about this on that podcast. But I want to I want to present this to the men. Um, one thing he talked about, um, Pastor Tim Ross, he talked about how you know our sexuality is a lot of times is 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 is, is fused with our identity. Your sexuality is nothing wrong. God gave us our his his he gave us a sexuality so we can be attracted to the opposite sex. He gave us a sexuality. It's nothing wrong with being attracted. It's nothing wrong if you're a virgin or you're you're believing this, you're saving yourself from marriage. Doesn't there's nothing wrong with with uh what's with with, with being attracted some attracted to the opposite sex or attracted period. But the but the trouble comes in when we take our sexuality and it's perverted and we try to we try to say that's my sexuality is who I am. That's not who you are. It's a part of who you are. But it make God put it in you because He owns your sexuality. He did that so you can be attracted. So you, so you will be. You know, you see that woman and say, "Oh, okay, she look good." Your sexuality is not focused on your identity. It's not. It's not a part of your identity. It's what God put in you to be in relations and and, and, and get married and, and have babies. <laughs> I'm just saying it like that. But but what we what we're dealing with is uh, we're dealing with um, we're dealing with a lot of, a lot of you know same sex attraction. We deal with that. We're dealing with, uh, you know, uh, adulterous ways and things of that nature. And we try to justify those things and say, okay, I'm not a sinner. No, I'm not. I'm not sinning. Yeah, you are sinning. But if there's no condemnation in it, but you are sinning. But your sexuality is not who you are. It's not your identity. You know, it's not, it's not your identity. And, you know, um, and, and I'm going to tell you on this podcast, I love everyone, regardless of your, of your orientation. I love you no matter what. I love no matter what. You know, Jesus didn't judge. I'm not judging. Um, and, and as a believer in Christ, I'm not called to judge. I'm called to, I'm called to love. But one thing about love, love tells you, the, tells you the truth. You have to know in your heart that that's not that's not God's will for your life. Being in, in the same sex marriage or being in you know being in the same sex situation that's not God that's not God's best. There's nowhere in the Bible where it talks about that being a, a um, being an option. You know you can't justify that. You may say the Bible's old and you know it's it's it's, it's um it's 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 outdated. But the thing about the Bible, man's opinion changes from, from from century to century but god's word will never change Jesus, god even said heaven and earth may pass away but my word never pass away and and if you don't believe what i say about same-sex marriages let's go to matthew 19 5 i think that says jesus said himself he said he said well when a man leaves his house uh he is he cleaves to his wife right and when he cleaves to his wife uh when he cleaves to his wife praise god it says that um that you know you know he he does that but it says what god has put together let no man put asunder so when you when you sit when you force yourself to marry a person of the same sex 
when you do that what happens is you're you're going against what the word says you're going against what god said about what jesus said himself said don't put it asunder so 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 you know uh there's no condemnation on you having the same sex attraction you might have had a traumatic experience that caused you to be that way um that that doesn't stop god's love for you but true but but your true masculinity is not your sexuality true masculinity is a part of your sexuality i mean it is sexuality is part of your masculinity but it's not who you are you don't define yourself based on who you're attracted to you don't base your identity based on sexual preference that's that's not that's that 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 don't it don't work like that how it works is i am a man and you know what god made me a man but i'm attracted to women right that's that that's what he made it to be but god owns your sexuality his sexual his his job is to have you direct that thing direct that sexuality towards the opposite sex so you can be fruitful multiply and do god do things god's way but when you make your sexual preference who you are that's when you're out of the will of god you're out of the will of god when you do that so so what, what am i saying here manhood god made man to to walk out his purpose and plan for his life he made he made man to 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 be happy and be free through jesus christ when you finish at the cross now your pain is going to be there but the purpose in the pain makes you more humble to go after god and go after what you have for, for have more because the more humble you are the more hungry you become because you know who's giving you the power and giving you the, the grace to do what you're called to do. And, and and then you say yes to God more because why? You love him. It's a love that doesn't stop. That unconditional love, that agape love never stops between between you and the Father. Because God's going to keep his end of the covenant. It's all about us keeping our end and being consistent and doing that. That consistency is key. Being, being consistent in that situation. So in that situation. So what, what am I saying? Do I hate? Do I do I dislike homosexuals? No, I don't. I love them. But I'm here to tell you that homosexuality is not who you are. Being an adulterer is not who you are. Cheating on your wife is not who you are. That's not who you are. Who you are is a person that God loves, and you can get out of the situation, and you can be made free from that. You can make you can be made free from that. I'm gonna read a scripture that that's that's very. Um, key right here and when I'm almost I'm I'm then after I get done I'm gonna keep it right here and I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep this thing going about true masculinity um let's let's go to verse um that's your first first Corinthians chapter six verse let's go to verse number nine it says and do you know not that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God do you not know be uh do not be deceived neither the sexually immoral or, or idolaters nor adulterers nor men who have sex with men nor thieves thieves nor greedy nor drunkards nor slanders nor swindlers now it says it says slanders swindlers drunkards greedy uh thieves uh men who have sex with men uh when will will inherit the kingdom of god so so he's telling you right there that you will not inherit the kingdom of god if you are walking and you are doing those things you will not inherit the kingdom of god and i i like to say that it's not saying that you won't go to heaven but it's saying you want to you want to inherit the kingdom of god you want to inherit you won't have the benefits of walking free and walking in the power of god 
based on walking in the sinful ways in your life. And, if, and when you try to justify that situation you're in, that only short circuits things even worse. Because you're trying to make something that that, that that's not right, that's not that's wrong, right? You're trying to make that one thing that's that's against God. You're trying to make it right. You're trying to justify it by your own truth. One thing about it is you can't have your own truth. You can form your own opinion, but it's not. It's, 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 it's a, if you're going to form your own truth, it has to be it has to be anchored in something. And when you try when you try to have your own truth and try to stand on your own way of doing things, it causes chaos because why? It's not rooted in anything. Now, now, like I, like I was talking to my son recently, and we were talking, and and he was saying that something don't make sense. And I told him, I said, "Well, son, do, does the truth make sense? The truth don't always make sense, but it's, it's necessary for you to grow. The truth is not the truth is always going to correct you, but does it make sense? No, it don't make sense. But is it is it, is it the truth? Yeah, that's the word of God. That's the Bible. It don't make sense to the natural mind. It don't make sense for a man to down to send his son to down the cross." But it's the truth. It's something that he that he did, and he. And, but it's the truth. It's something that God did. He sent His only begotten Son to die for us on the cross. But why? It makes sense because it, it doesn't make sense. Because it, it's the truth. It's the God's word is truth. That's why the Bible. why Jesus said in John seventeen seventeen. He said, "Thy word is truth." It's the truth. God's word is truth, and it, it will never go away because it's been consistent throughout generation uh, generations. Right. But with that being said, my time is out. My time is ending. Man, go times go kind of go goes by fast when you're having fun. But I want want you all to let you know we're gonna keep this going about the true masculinity. And I'm gonna have a guest on here real soon. But I want to let you know thank you for joining me on uh, the Rock Podcast with Dennis. And I look forward to talking to you, brothers. It's always a pleasure. I will talk to you later. Be blessed.